actually have uh, Kaylin giving her testimony today, which is going to be rad. But before we do, we have another question regarding our favorite subject besides Jesus, pancakes. Mm -hmm. So Kaylin and I were talking about syrup and we were, we want to ask you guys, what do you think is better? Are you team old school Aunt Jemima? You want your classic syrup or are you on the trendy train? With the agave nectar and the sweetener and more of the, I guess, healthier, newer approach to pancakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I feel like the agave nectar, though, is is that watered down? It, it is. watered down. It is. Okay. <laughs> Don't judge my agave nectar. <laughs> I was just wondering. <laughs> no, it is. But I'm uh, gluten-free and dairy-free, so options are limited. Yeah, like honestly, I prefer the old school stuff any day. The it, old school one. It From does like IHOP. Taste better. Yes. <laughs> IHOP, original pancake house, sugar shack. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> what about keto? Because I'm keto, Ooh, and I like their sugar free um, syrup. You know, just like the grocery store. I don't think it's really that great for you, but <laughs> at least it's sugar free. Is it? Is it good though? Because you know how sometimes when they're sugar free sweeteners. It almost tastes a little off, mm-hmm. but is, is that one that you tried good? Yeah, I mean, it does taste a little off, but honestly, it's better than just eating dry pancakes. Suffer through. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, dry pancakes, that would be miserable. Right? Uh, yeah, no, can't do it. But Okay, well anyways, let us know your guys' thoughts. Um, as always, just DM us, um, or yeah, reach out to us. But mm-hmm. um, So yeah, we have Kaylin giving her testimony today. Um, and I'm honestly, I'm excited to hear it too. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've heard your whole story from start to finish ever. Yeah. So. Honestly, me either. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm honestly just going to wing this, um, as best as I can. There we go. There we go. Um, <laughs> I have some pictures to guide me along that I drew. Oh my God. They're just stick figures, but I wish me. you guys could see these stick figures. <laughs> Maybe I'll post a picture on your yeah. Instagram story. Okay, we have to. <laughs> they are classic. <laughs> a plus. <laughs> right. Okay, everyone. Well, I'm glad that you guys are listening. And I hope that um, this is relatable in some way and impactful in some way as well. Um, so basically, I, I will just start out with um, growing up. Um, I grew up in a Christian home um, with my parents and my brother and sister, um, and I had my grandparents as well. They were still living down here at the time, and um, at the time, we would go to church every Sunday, but it was a very um, strict, um, modest church. I remember like wearing those dresses. <laughs> the classic church clothes. The classic church clothes. <laughs> Oh, man. And I used to hate it, but I still did it. <laughs> and, um, yeah, so I feel like our family dynamic, it was it was pretty positive. And um, as time went on, we still continu- continue to go to church. But then my grandma on my mom's side, so my mom's mom got sick with cancer. And I forgot how long she was sick for. I was young. Um And she ended up passing away when I was nine. And at that time, 
um, I remember everything kind of just stopped and we stopped attending church and my grandpa moved away to Washington and my mom and dad, we were still close as a family, um, but we stopped attending church and God kind of just like, I guess our relationship with God just kind of went out the window. So going into elementary school, I remember school was always pretty hard for me, and I didn't understand why. And um, there was one year, I think it was in third grade, um, I got super stressed out, and I didn't like school anymore, and I ended up getting shingles, which is um, related to stress, and people that are in third grade should not be getting shingles. Um, It's actually for people that are um, 65 and older, usually. And so um, my doctor said, no, like, Kaylin is very stressed out. You need to, we need to figure out what's going on. So um, I guess one of the teachers approached my mom, one of my third grade teachers approached my mom and said, "Um, I think Kaylin's having a hard time learning and I think we should get her tested. So um, I ended up getting tested for a learning disability and um, I think that So I think it was a year after. So I think in fourth grade, I was diagnosed with a learning disability, which explains so much of why I got the shingles and why I was stressed out. And so anyways, I'm telling you guys all of this right now because it comes into play. Um, But yeah, so then I started getting help for that. And that was really helpful. But still, um, I think that was a lot of trauma um, from just going through that, I felt like I wasn't smart enough, good enough. And that all plays into the part of, um, my adult years. So then going through that, um, after I got help and received services, I went through high school and, um, everything was fine. I still didn't have a relationship with God though. And either did my family. And, um, in high school, I remember like sophomore year, I started, you know, drinking, hanging out with the wrong crowd, all the stereotypical high school stories that you hear about. Like that was definitely me. And um, I just felt very lost. But at the time, I didn't really care because my family, like I didn't have an influence coming from my family of a good relationship with God. So I just, and I had no one really to turn to um, and no one in my life, even my friends. I didn't hang out with anyone that had a relationship with God. And, um, I remember, um, my junior year of high school, I was so like broken and just so over the life that I've been going through that I decided to go to, um, the edge, which is like a church (laughs) place that I met Alyssa at. And, um, it was like a youth church group. And we all ended up going to Hume Lake together, which is like an amazing place. Um, I don't know if you guys have any, like heard of it, but it's literally the best place ever. And that changed a lot of things for me. I, I just like loved being surrounded by so many people who loved God. And it was just so refreshing. And I just didn't feel anxious or I felt like I was enough there. And so um, – that changed a lot of things. I remember coming back home and I was like, mom, like (laughs) I need to confess everything. Like I've actually been doing this and this with my life. And she had no idea. My parents were totally out of the loop. I mean, they knew that I was, um, 
like not behaving well and I was very disrespectful to them all the time. I was sneaking out and I didn't have a relationship with my parents anymore. But I just felt the urge to confess that, you know, I've I've been drinking, I've been doing all these things and um, I just don't want to do it anymore. I feel like when I went to Hume, that really changed everything. And I said, I want to have a relationship with God. And um, at the time, I didn't really know what that relationship relationship meant. But I just knew that I loved God and I wanted to change my life. So um, senior year was great. Um, I was It was a lot better. Um, still had, um, I still had a relationship. I actually met someone and was dating someone during that time. And he was not a Christian, but I was. But I wasn't following God like I am now. Um, so that was a different story too, but (laughs) (laughs) yeah, (laughs) everything just brings so many things up, (laughs) just bring so many memories up. And, um, yeah. So then as time goes on, I went to community college for three years. And after that three years, I mean, my parents were very, very strict. So I had very high expectations for myself because of my parents. Um, they were really They put a lot of pressure on me to do well, but mind you, I have a learning disability, so things are extremely hard for me, Um, and I know that they understand that, but at the time, like, I just didn't under, I didn't get that. I was like, you guys don't understand, like, everything's really hard for me, but I still was like, okay, I, you know, it's been three years at community college. I need to figure out what I'm going to do, and my parents were like, Kaylin, we can't pay for another year at community college. Like, you have to figure out what you want to do. And so I was like, okay, like, I just remember going to the library and I sat down and I was like, I don't know what I want to do. I know I like working with kids, but I need to figure it out. So I just grabbed a bunch of books (laughs) and I didn't want to like attempt going on the computer because it was too overwhelming and there was way too many options. So I just found these books that had to do with childcare (laughs) and working with children. And I was like, okay, well, I don't want to be a teacher Um, I knew that wasn't going to happen, but I wanted to work with kids. And then I came across a speech language pathology and I remember reading it and I was like, whoa, this is exactly what I want to do. And it was like such a God moment that I, I know like that's what God wanted me to do at the time. I didn't know that, but now I can recognize it. And I was like, wow, that was pretty amazing. And so <laughs> I, I remember calling up my parents and I was like, you guys, I'm going to do speech pathology. And my mom's like, all right, cool. Like, I'm so glad you figured out what you want to do. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> I had no idea how much work it was going to be to become a speech pathologist. Um, yeah. So anyways, I still don't have a relationship with God um, at this point. I mean, I'm a Christian. I'm a believer, but I'm not following him. And... Um, I start my bachelor program, and um, it was really hard for me, uh, but I got through it with friends, and I, I don't know, I had my, my I had my family as support, and but it still was a struggle. And then um, after that, I took a year off before going to graduate school, and um, I started um, hanging out with the wrong people again. Um, hanging out with guys that I tried to, um, fill, feel, fill this void inside me of like loneliness. 
And um, I started doing things that were not, I guess, acceptable um, in God's eyes. And at the time, I just didn't care. Yeah, I I slept around. And at the time, I honestly didn't think anything of it. I was like, whatever, it's fine. Like, yeah, I do feel hurt after the, I guess, the next day or whenever the time passes. But I just thought that it was like a way of filling the void. And, um, so then after that, I got accepted to graduate school and I moved away and, um, everything kind of stopped with dating guys and doing all of that. And then I ended up telling myself, like, I don't want to do this for two years while I'm in graduate school. I don't want to be around guys because I'm, I didn't feel like I was strong enough and capable enough of not sleeping with them. So I was like, I'm just going to cut guys out of my life. So I did for two years and I just focused on my studies and graduate school was really hard because again, um, <laughs> learning is difficult, but, and also I was very, um, I guess ashamed of my learning disability and I didn't tell anyone, like no one knew. I think one of my professors knew that I had a learning disability, but that's only because I was going to fail the class and I literally had to tell her <laughs> that I was <laughs> That I had one and she still did not care, <laughs> which is fine. Like, I'm not saying like that she should care and like give me a good grade, but I didn't end up failing. I passed on my own terms. And um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, when I graduated, that was like the best moment ever because I realized that even though I do have a learning disability, I can still um, complete something. And it was the best feeling, and that's honestly um, why I went into my major. Well, I mean, at the time, I didn't know why I went into my major, but when I was going through it, I was like, wow, I can really help people and empathize with them because I have the similar, I have similar struggles that, that what they face. And so um, that was really cool. Um, so then after I graduated, I started my job. I moved back home. And um, everything was going pretty well. I realized, okay, you know what? Um, I'm going to church now. Still wasn't following God, but I was going to church. And I thought everything was handy dandy. Little did I know. (laughs) Um, I started dating again. I was going on the dating apps. I sound like an old person. I'm going on the dating apps. (laughs) I joined the dating apps, the dating app world. And, um, I went from zero to 100 real quick. <laughs> like, it was, I was kind of impressed though. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> like, it was bad, you guys. Like, I think I was, I had like five dates a week. And, um, once again, it was to f- fill a void of feeling like I wasn't worth enough. And I just, I just didn't want to feel lonely anymore. And I also just wanted to have a life because I thought that, um, you know, I have my career, I have my family, I have my friends. The only thing I'm missing is, you know, a future husband. And I was just thinking really far ahead. And these people, um, I ended up becoming like pretty close to a few of them. And I thought, wow, this is it. But in my eyes, like, I didn't really see them as friends. I literally just saw them as people that I dated. And now I know that, like, a relationship is built off friendship. 
And back then I had no idea. I was just like, oh, this person's in my life because they're my boyfriend or I'm just dating them or whatever. Um, I was very committed to them. I tried, I definitely put myself into them. My heart was in them um, because I had nowhere else to go. I just thought, oh, this person's completing me. Great. Like I will give you everything. And I even told myself like I wasn't going to sleep with a few of them. Um, and you know, it, it lasted like a few, a few weeks. <laughs> I was just like that, that same pressure, like just started like coming again. I was like, oh, you know what? They're not going to like me if I don't do this and this and this, that self-worth was attacking me again. So then I, um, yeah, I ended up getting super hurt with both of these people but they honestly, in the end, they changed everything for me. After that, I was so done with dating and I, um, I fell into like this, honestly, like I'm a pretty active person and I like to go out and socialize and be with people. But for a month straight, I didn't leave my room. And I, that was like the first time I actually felt like depressed. Like I know I wasn't clinically depressed, and I don't like to throw that term around, but I was, in my eyes, depressed. I didn't want to talk to anyone. And I knew something had to change. Um, I was heartbroken. I, th- My family couldn't help me. Yes, I had my career, but that wasn't giving me any joy. Um, I And so I knew how to change something. So I remember just praying in my room, and I was just like, God, please help me. I cannot live like this anymore. Um I am giving 100% to these guys and they don't want me. I don't understand what's wrong with me. And so, um, yeah, after that, I um, ended up going to church. I mean, I was still attending this church, Mm -hmm. but this time everything changed. The next Sunday when I went, I I remember talking to you, Alyssa. I was just like, I just want to change everything. And um, I guess it didn't really happen overnight. It just kind of... I don't know. I don't know. What's the word I'm looking for? I don't know. Like, all of a sudden, it just seemed like it clicked, though. Like, yeah. Like, you, you actually wanted it. You wanted that relationship with God. Right, right. And these sermons that were happening were, like, I felt like they were speaking to me, and it was the craziest thing. They started talking about idols and um, putting your identity in guys, and I was like, oh, my gosh, this has been me. Yes, my identity was in my career. But I achieved my career and got what I wanted. So I was like, okay, my identity is not in my career anymore. Like, that's fine. But then I was like, oh, my identity is in guys now. And um, I just put everything in that. And so I was like, oh, my gosh. Like, my identity is not in Jesus. And that's when it clicks. One of our, our pastors had a guest speaker. And he was talking about the identity in Christ. And that's when I was like, okay, I surrender. I, my identity lies in Jesus. And then that's when, like, honestly, it was such a relief. I was like, wow, I can, I don't have to stress out about being enough for everyone and pleasing everyone and feeling anxious all the time, being depressed. And that's honestly where my life changed. And now I just want to share that to everyone because yes I still have hard times but when I have these hard times 
Like say if I do feel lonely, I run to Jesus. I can open up my Bible and I start praying to God. And it's the best thing ever. And now it's just, I don't think I'll ever feel that loneliness anymore that I was feeling before because my identity lies in Christ. So yeah, I just want other people to know my story. Um, Hopefully other people can relate. Yeah, and even just, I don't know, I think seeing you from like an outside point of view, like you have just been on fire this year. And it has been incredible though to see Mm -hmm. because, I don't know, I think when you watch change like that happen in someone's life, you know it's not them. Like you know it's the hand of God over their lives and just working through them. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's been cool, I think, for other people to kind of watch you go through this transition. And yeah, just be so open mm-hmm. and transparent about everything. Yeah. I mean, it's been awesome. It's been an awesome journey so far and I can't wait to see what else happens. Um, but it's also been like really difficult for like family and friends to recognize that I literally changed everything. And there were so many idols in my life that I didn't know I had and that I'm trying to replace right now with Jesus. And yeah, it's, it, I mean, yeah, I mean, it's it's just a lifelong journey of these little changes along the way. Mm-hmm. And just this constant, um, oh, I forget which verse it is, but, yeah, oh, it's on the tip of my tongue. But um, it's like that verse that says, uh, be transformed daily by the renewing of your mind. Mm. You know, it's, it's a daily process. It so is. I think it's cool to recognize that, though, of like, this is not necessarily a destination. It's more of just a way of life of of meeting God every morning and every night and watching where he takes you. Mm -hmm. Right. And now I just want everyone to get saved. (laughs) I'm like, come join. This This is awesome. (laughs) That's why we're doing this. (laughs) Like it's, yeah. Yeah. Um, Wow. No, I mean, that's, yeah. I think your story is just going to impact a lot of people um, because mm -hmm. it's so relatable to on, on many different levels. Yeah. I think my favorite part, though, is still that you found your career in a, in a book at the library. I've never heard of anyone Oh, doing yeah. That. That's such a God thing, too, because I learned so much about, like, if I didn't go into that major, I don't know. I don't think I would have learned about my learning disability and helping others and why it's so impactful for me to help others because I have so much empathy, but mm-hmm. it was... Yeah, definitely a God thing. But it is pretty funny. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Well, thank you so much for sharing, mm-hmm. too, and just being um, honest about everything and whatnot. And, yeah, and I think we definitely plan to have more uh, people on the show and hear more testimonies and, and uh, have some interviews and whatnot. Um, but anyways, for today, thank you guys so much for joining us. We will catch you next week with another show. Yay. All right, everyone. (laughs) Hope you guys have a great rest of your week. Bye.